Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. And I ran upstairs and watched the car leave. I knew in in my bones that that was the last time I was ever going to see her. Hey, Carling. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm back again. She's back. Back. I'm not going to sing again, though. No. Um, we lost some listeners after I- that. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we sing our Next working time, trip. I would like to go somewhere and be like, I'm back. I know. I have nowhere to go. Well, you might be going to San Diego. Diego? I am going to San Diego. You're going to San Diego mm-hmm. with Jen from the Now What Pod. And you. And me, if I can figure it out. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Yeah. So then we'll both be back. Exactly. We'll f- we'll record from San Diego. Oh, my God. Exciting. <laughs> I just got back from Ontario. I know. How was your first time? Greenland is the, the place, place to go. go. No. Dolphins are in what? the world, you know. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Anyways. Everyone should hate Marineland. Oh, yes. No, don't go to Yeah, don't, don't. It's just their slogan. (laughs) Um, Oh, is it Niagara Falls, Ontario? Yeah. Marineland is the place you shouldn't go. Um, (laughs) So I flew into Toronto. I found my way all by myself Mm -hmm. to Oshawa. I did not climb a tree. Okay, good. For those who are just picking up, I learned that it is illegal in the town of Oshawa to climb a tree. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I was going to, but I didn't. And then Lindsay picked me up and we carried on our way to Bob Cajun. That's amazing. Just like the Tragically Hip song. I know. And uh, her cottage is so lovely. Her family is so stinking nice. Ah, that's and amazing. And we ate ice cream and drank a lot of vodka water. I got back and my ankles were so swollen. Oh, no. I had like ham feet. <laughs> I think because my body was like, girl, like yeah. you... Water, it doesn't count if it's just vodka water. Well, yeah, no, it just it's not it's not quite the same. No, so <laughs> that was a thing I had to deal with. Um, a little bit of a detox. Yeah, but it was really cold. Oh yeah, that's too bad, hey. Yeah, it was smoking hot over here. Yeah, my phone kept telling me there was a heat warning in Calgary, <laughs> and I was like, you know what, I don't need. Yeah. Phone. Phone. Jerk. Yeah, because it was like one night it got down to nine degrees oh, Celsius. Oh yikes. Yeah. Yeah, you don't expect that in Ontario. No, everybody was like, this is yeah. unheard of. It's funny because one year we all went to, like, me, Anthony, and Adrian, because we only had Adrian at the time, went to Phoenix. Yeah. And it basically rained the entire time. And oh. everyone that we talked to were like, this never happens. Oh, no. This weather is never like this. And we're like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, the one time. Yeah, but but yeah, well, I'm glad that you went. I'm glad yeah. that you got to see Ontario because it's beautiful. Yeah, it is really nice. I really, um, oh, and then we went back to Toronto the mm-hmm. night before we left and her mom's cousin looked after the kids and the dog and they had like a really fun, like they have a pool and they had a movie oh, night. Oh, awesome. And, um, and she was like, you guys go out and like, just be back before your flight tomorrow. Oh, that's so, so I mean, nice. we like didn't stay out late, but, um, <laughs> we got to meet up with Jen and Tisha from the Now What Pod. Oh, I'm so jealous. I know. They were like, uh, you're in Toronto. We're in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And you so, gotta make it happen. yeah, we went to the gay village, the, the gay neighborhood. Yeah. And I have, it. I don't know how to explain it, but I've never... My, my little gay heart was just so Aww. happy. It's like this whole neighborhood. Yeah. And like the like banks are, all their slogans are about equality and love oh, and amazing. all stuff. And they have pharmacies that are like all rainbowed up. And they have like, Aww. and like all the advertisements are like queer centered. God, and... here we get like one rainbow sidewalk and it gets vandalized yeah. and that's it. Yeah. It's like some white old man in a cowboy hat. Oh, like burns his truck over it too redneck yeah that's sad it was i was yeah and like all the gay people i was like Mm -hmm. this is just so lovely 
is my place. Yeah, these are my people. That's awesome. And it, you know what? It makes me feel like we can actually see people that we meet now. Like it's like yeah. attainable that we can actually like meet up with some of these people yeah. that we've interviewed or that are doing their own podcasts and stuff. And it's exciting. Yeah, it was wild. I know. I talked to Jen and Tisha uh, later because I did an interview for them for their podcast. Yeah. It's not out yet, but when it is, I will let everybody know. And we chatted about how you guys hung out and how much they missed me. I wished I could be there. I was like, I know. But Aww. next time. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. your week was okay? It was very busy. I worked. Um, my one day off, I think I went to like 25 different stores and drove around a million places. But That's too many. I know. The kids wanted water balloons. And uh, they definitely don't have water balloons at this, like, time of the year they're all gone yeah i guess like um so i went to like 20 different stores to try to find water balloons and yeah i couldn't really find any so like that was you my just day buy a balloon i suppose but like most of the balloons are not like they're not as thin as the water balloons. oh is that right? what makes it a water balloon is that it pops more easily yeah i think so and the ones that we wanted were the ones that you put on the hose and yeah, then they and all fill they up automatically yeah. mm-hmm. um so we couldn't find any of those but yeah they made do. Yeah. They survived. Yeah. And I survived. But yeah, next week really is good. a little bit less crazy for me. So good. Should be good. And we um posted our giveaway. Yeah. And so many people tagged and that was so exciting that yeah. everyone was tagging their friends and we had a winner and it, uh find a pencil is her username. Yep. And I sent her a message and just waiting to hear back. So Yeah. And then now we're going to get them up on our Etsy shop. Yes, we are. So we'll have them for purchase. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm working on that. I was working on that this past week. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you know what came up on my Facebook memories <laughs> today? Tell me. On this day, 11 years ago, you as my maid of honor threw me a stagette. I'm so sorry. For... <laughs> For my wedding. For that wedding that you had. Yeah, oh, to right. a man. Honestly, it was so much fun. Yeah, it was pretty good. I was like just... um, Like Adrian was a few Adrian months was, old? No, Adrian was over a year, like a year and a half. I'd actually just had a lot. Like I just lost a baby. Yeah. Um, which sucked, but then it was so nice to like be able to go out and yeah. party and drink a little bit. And I have a video of you. Yeah. Very drunk. Super hungover the next day. Yeah. Um, Anthony let me stay in bed all day. He brought me McDonald's in the morning. And then I think he brought me Wendy's for dinner. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> that is a good partner. Yes. Um, you'll have to post that picture on your stories. I will. Or on our stories. of it, Like, I look at that picture and I'm like, who is that? Like, that I doesn't, know. I don't wear dresses. I don't no. have long hair. I don't wear makeup. So much makeup. Like, we went to MAC to get our makeup yeah. done. We went and got our hair done. Yeah. It was a big deal. It was very exciting. Yeah. We went to Joey's for yeah. dinner and had stuffed potatoes or oh yeah mm-hmm. like stuffed mashed potatoes fried mashed fried potatoes. oh my gosh i'd walk to joe's for some of those right now yeah yeah anyways yeah good so, times so that uh, happened marriage wasn't so great <laughs> wasn't the best time wasn't the best yeah but anyway this week we're super excited to talk to megan mm-hmm. i love megan might just be the cutest patootiest <sighs> from ireland although she's living in the states yes I just like anybody Her with... Her life yeah. is like a movie. Yeah. Living in Ireland, live, then moving to Brooklyn, getting married, yeah. having a baby. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's really But sweet. she's had some pretty big tragedies in her life and yeah. she's had a very, I don't know, yeah, crazy life and we're yeah. going to talk about it. I know. Oftentimes we talk to people who have lost a partner or a parent uh-huh. or a kid, uh-huh. but we haven't talked to somebody... Who's lost a parent at such a young age. Yes. Like yeah. and sort of hearing that experience from yeah. a, just a little tiny kid's yeah. age. Yeah. So anyway, let's get to it. All right. Bye. Hello, Megan. Hi, girls. How are you? Good. How good. are you? I'm really good. The good. Sun's 
Line into there. We're gonna go get ice cream after we're done talking. I'm oh, very that's excited. nice. Do you guys have nice <laughs> weather right now? Yeah, it's nice. It hasn't been as humid here in New Jersey, but it's still not fall enough. Yeah. <laughs> I need the autumn breeze. Yeah, that's kind of oh. what we're all feeling. I see. A, I don't know. I see a couple leaves turning yellow, and it makes me sad. I'm like, <laughs> I love summer. Like, I love the heat. And I love, I, am I like living, fall. But... Living for autumn, I'm living. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like what comes after fall, which yes. is the winter. Yeah. See, I'm not too bad with the winter um, because like, I, I'm actually from Ireland. I'm used to the cold. So yeah. I just love hibernating and like cuddling up, have the candles on, the heat blasting on a nice wee <laughs> like Christmas film and some snacks. <laughs> that does sound, <laughs> that really does sound nice. very nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're super excited to chat with you today. We found you on TikTok, like we find a lot of people. Um, but your TikTok series that like came across our page just like totally captured us, and you're so adorable with your Irish accent. Yeah. And so, why don't we have you start by introducing yourself? Tell us a little bit about like who you are, where you're from, and then we'll get mm -hmm. into your story. Awesome. So my name is Megan. I'm from a town called Portadown in County Armagh in Northern Ireland. Uh, I just turned 30. Yay! Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently living in New Jersey in America. Uh, I've been living here, it'll be six years in about two weeks' time. Wow. I'm married, uh, very happily married to my soulmate, my, my Joey. Um, we've been married for like four years. And we have a little baby girl named Brona. That's so cute. I feel like the whole internet is like in love with your husband because you did a whole series. He did, was it 30 days of gifts leading up to your 30th birthday? Yeah. So um, we, we watch TikToks together at night and we'll watch the ones we've sent each other. And like last year during quarantine, like I had seen a load of um, TikToks like that, you know, where the husband got you know, the, the wife or whatever presents every day leading up to the birthday. So this year I turned 30 on the 30th of July. So it's my golden birthday. It's a really lucky uh, year for me, mm. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and I had always said, like every time I saw those TikToks, Joey, oh my God, that's so cute. And he took note and he decided to do that for me this year because unfortunately, because of COVID, we didn't get to do what we wanted to do for my birthday, which was go back to Ireland and spend it with my family and Aww. have my family meet our daughter for the first time. Yeah. So for him, he was like, this is the best alternative I can do. I'm going to get you a little something for every day leading up to your 30th birthday. And we're going to spend it in Salem in Massachusetts. And we're just going to be on our first family trip and have the best time ever. And we did. Oh, oh that's wonderful. That's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love He's that. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> for anyone wanting to know, Joey and I met on Tinder. And so I don't want to hear <laughs> no. <laughs> Tinder is the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, listen, there's, I'm sure there's so many marriages that are. Oh yeah. That are derived Especially from in this age. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, there's throughout my family it's like if you go onto the app knowing what you want you'll get it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny because I watch TikTok all the time and TikTok yeah. wasn't around before um when my husband was alive and so my son mm -hmm. was like would dad do silly TikToks with you do you think and I was like I think so I think he would do more of the like challenges because he was so competitive that if there was yeah. a TikTok about like either a riddle or like a physical thing that you had to do, he would do those kind of things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Joey's the same. He loves that. Like he, he took a crack at doing, you know, like some sketch stuff. But then my husband's a complete perfectionist. He's a musician. He's a drummer. He plays guitar. He plays bass. He's a singer. He plays keyboard. He's a complete perfectionist. And anytime he put them up, he would like delete them a few days later because they weren't good enough. Oh my God. Talks of like a chiropractor showing you how to like crack your back or like a, like a stupid, like how to, yeah. he'll get right up and like do it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. Wow. Well, your story that we found on TikTok um, talks about losing your mom at a really young age. Mm -hmm. And we just thought the way you told the story and sort of how you talked about 
some of the things that you and her talked about before her passing just, I don't know, really captivated us. And I think it's such a unique perspective because yeah. we often talk to people about like losing spouses or um, kids, but we haven't talked to somebody who lost their mom so young. And yeah. I think that that really follows you through your life. And so, yeah, yeah. so I, I just hand it over to you to tell your story in your own words. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I'll first, I'll start off just by saying that um, I don't feel like any loss is greater than the other. Mm-hmm. I feel it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's all of them are hard. Yeah. Um, losing my mum at a young age has uh, affected me heavily. It's actually been like a, I hate to say a defining thing in my life, but it is something that I'm always very aware of. There's always reminders of, you know, I don't have my mom here um, uh, or my dad. I, I haven't talked as much about my dad on my TikTok um, because my mom was the main caregiver in my life right up until she passed away. So she passed away when I was 11 and my older brother He's, he was 12. There's only 13 months between my brother and I. We're, we're Irish twins. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Your poor mom. <laughs> I know. I love she, how you're she, Irish, Irish twins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we are. And I'm so, so thankful that my mom and dad had us so close together because mm. my brother is just my best friend. Aww. I absolutely do. Um, so my mom uh, was raising us basically on her own. Um, my dad would have seen us at the weekends when he could. There was a lot of times he had agreed to come and see us and we would have waited all day for him to come get us and he would let us down. So um, because of that, I, I developed quite a, not I don't want to say a vendetta against him. I just didn't really, <laughs> I would rather stay with my mom. So my mom and I were very, very, very close as was my brother, we were just the, the, the trio. And the, the year before my mom passed away, I was in school and I had saw a poster for uh, a project called Project Children. And because we grew up in Northern Ireland and um, during like the, the tail end of the Troubles, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically, you know, conflict between the Catholics and Protestants. Um, this uh, little project was created to take the kids out of Northern Ireland for the summer for six weeks to go to a family in America. So I signed up for it and I got matched with a family in Long Island, New York. My brother uh, signed up for it as well. And he went to a family in Mineola, New York. I think that's how you say it. (laughs) And um, it took a bit of convincing. My mom finally decided to let us go. We were pen pals with our families for like a couple of months and then we went out and I got paired with a, a, a great family who had their own biological kids they had adopted kids as well mm-hmm. and I was having a great time got to go to Boston and everything it was amazing but halfway through the trip my mom actually came to visit she was out visiting her brother and niece in New York so I got to see her the week before she passed away and my mom passed away halfway through the trip and we had to go home we didn't we weren't told initially what had happened but uh, I got to see her the week before it was the week before my birthday actually and she came out and I was in the pool and I remember her just standing at the back door and being like is that my baby girl and I just you know I had never been away from her for that long before and it was just so overwhelming. The only time I've ever really been able to compare that love that I feel and still can feel in my heart when I when I remember that memory is when I talk about my daughter. Oh, it's so oh, it's amazing. It's just it's so amazing to have some sort of like little inkling of that feeling back for my yeah. mom, but with my daughter. But it's it's even it's even more intense with my child because. She's just my everything. My mom came. She she actually brought presents for everyone and forgot them in the cab. Oh, and no. she was devastated. Oh, no. It was so sad because my mom was so kind and so given and just 
just loved making everyone else happy and she was just like sunshine personified that was my mom that was her I remember when she was leaving that night I think it was like the first time I'd actually felt like anxiety up until that point and I remember she was leaving and it was storming outside I said goodbye and she got into the car and she was driving away and I got I just got this really awful feeling and Mm. I ran upstairs and watched the car leave looking back now I know wholeheartedly that I knew in in my bones that that was the last time I was ever going to see her. Wow. And I spoke to her um the day before she died and <laughs> we sat I she made me sing down the phone to her. <laughs> she sang down the phone to me like ha- you know like kind of like Marilyn Monroe like happy birthday like all trying <laughs> to embarrass me. She thought that I was in a room full of people which I was. And I ran into the bathroom. So I was like, Mommy, you're you're embarrassing me. You're showing me up. Oh my and, gosh. But I was like secretly just so happy to be talking to her. Aww. But uh, the day after that, uh, I was at the, the grandparents' house of the people I was staying with. And I, I got into the, the pool. And I remember, I I always say this every time I tell this story. I, re- I just remember the tips of my hair, like falling into the water and kind of like splaying over. Mm-hmm. and I was just like twirling my hair <laughs> it's such a weird thing to remember but I remember hearing the phone ringing and the grandpa of the the family came out and he was like Megan John Daly's on the phone he was like the organizer of the project yeah and he had said you know Megan there's we've booked you on the first flight home your mom's in hospital and she's very sick so we oh, have to no. get you home wow. We were on like the next flight home uh, within a couple of hours and I later found out um, that the mom of the family I was staying with was told what exactly had happened but she couldn't tell me. She was completely devastated and we talked about it later on like when I was older and I was like you don't need to feel bad about that. that it was out of your control you know. I, she had only known me for like three four weeks at that point and I, I can't even imagine how awful that must have been for her. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's probably putting herself in, you know, the shoes of a mom and, yeah. and wanting to protect her child, right? Yeah. That's how, mm-hmm. that's what she would have done, right? And That's exactly what she said. Yeah. She was like, there was no way that I, I, I knew that this had happened and I had no way of protecting you. Mm-hmm. Um, she did the best that she could in that situation. But I, 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 I knew in my heart that, you know, my mom wasn't just sick. She wasn't sick. I, I like there was a special bond between me and my mom. And I knew the second that that phone was being handed to me, that something bad had happened, wow. but they didn't, they couldn't tell me cause my yeah. dad wanted to call us. So we got on the plane, my brother and I, and, um, he went to sleep and I had like went over to sleep eventually we were watching Rush Hour 2 and had been kind of like bickering over what to watch. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny that I remember that it was Rush, Rush Hour 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I went to sleep and I had this really weird dream. It was like a strobe light, um, just like flashing on and off, like really fast, like at a rave, which is weird because mm-hmm. I'd never been to a rave. I was <laughs> you know? And so... I had this flashing dream of a coffin going into the ground and as the coffin like was totally submerged underground um I felt a hand on my shoulder and it was my mum saying you're gonna be okay it's it's okay and before I could even process that it was her I woke up and we were in Dublin airport we had landed and my dad met us there and he had, you know, said we were waiting on my uncle Cahill. So that was an uh, that was another giveaway as well, because my uncle had been in America for like seven years and he hadn't left. Yeah. Since, and I was like, why is my uncle Cahill going home? Like he just saw mommy two weeks ago. But my dad took us out, and I was just, I looking back, I really feel like he was drawing it out. Mm. And I was just in my head, I was like, just rip the bandaid off, will you? Yeah. He's like making this harder because not only were we not close to my dad it just didn't feel right it just didn't feel right yeah and so he finally said you know your mom and I love you very much but unfortunately 
uh, and we all was well but unfortunately um your mom passed away during the week mm. and I feel like it it really hurt my dad my mom passing away mm. but all, I couldn't even feel anything other than just I just wanted to protect my brother because he was couldn't face looking at him crying it was awful it, oh. it actually just tore me apart I, I didn't really take in what was going on with my dad because I felt like I had you know held back from my brother because I hadn't told him what I was feeling yeah and I felt I could have maybe cushioned that blow if I had have said something but like I couldn't have I was only a kid I didn't yeah I didn't know any better you know have you talked to him about how like what he was feeling at that moment like do you think that he was feeling similar to what you were we've talked about um a lot of things but my brother so people would always say like I'm very like my mom looks wise and my brother's very like my dad looks wise okay and people can misconstrue that for being oh you're like your mom and he's like your dad but I feel like um we're both like my mom but we both have aspects of our dad and um I have a I have a bit of a temper when it comes to you know when I feel like I'm backed into a wall my brother is very quiet Mm. when it comes to expressing his feelings whereas I'm not my mom was very open with how she felt whereas my dad wasn't my brother's more like closed off into talking about his feelings but he's he's actually since he's met his wife and has started his own family he's actually really come out of that and we've talked a wee bit more now that you know we have our own families and we talk about it more his feelings were just you know it, it is what it is there was nothing he could do about it yeah yeah it breaks my heart because he he's always you know tried to be so strong yeah and he's just he, he's the best he's amazing there, I, I couldn't even talk enough about my brother I just love him so much <laughs> Aww, that's so special <laughs> and where does he live is he still in Ireland so my brother's still in Ireland and he's married with he has a daughter also and he has a son um, his son is from his wife's previous relationship so that's like another thing you know my brother is just he's took all of the things that my dad did um, and basically just flipped the rule book and has oh. become his own man and has not followed in you know generational footsteps yeah and that's you know he's taken on another man's baby yeah son and has you know taken him in in as his own and it's been the most beautiful thing to watch it really really is he's become such an amazing man yeah well and and you see that where either people are following in the same footsteps or they're fighting against it right and yeah like they learn from those lessons i feel like you can learn a lot of good and bad from your parents yes yeah um, and your family and it's not necessarily set in stone that you have to do all of those things too. You can look at those decisions that they made and you can determine whether or not that they are good or bad or whether yes. they should be turned away from or followed, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like my brother and I have really learned from all of our parents' mistakes and um, created a life that they would have been proud for us to follow. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And did you feel any resentment towards your dad that he was the one that told you? Had you wished that it was someone else? I would have appreciated it if it came from my aunt or uncle. So after my mom passed away, we moved in with my granny. And it took us six months to move into my auntie and uncle's house. So the TikTok that you guys had found was the, the TikTok where I talked about when I went to sleep beside my mom at night, she would always ask me, Megan, if anything ever happens to me, uh, where do you go? Like, what yeah. do you do? And I told her, you know, we have to go to Auntie Colleen and Uncle Kieran's house. Auntie, my Auntie Colleen is my mom's sister, her older sister, and she's okay. also my godmother. They had actually taken care of me and my brother when my mom had given birth to me. Like a few weeks later, she had she had gotten sick and my aunt and uncle looked after six week old me oh, and wow. one year old <laughs> my brother oh, one gosh. year old him 
And, you know, so there was a, a really strong bond already there with my aunt and uncle. So I, I would have preferred that they had done it, but I don't think that they had a say in the matter. Because I feel like when my mom died, my dad's parental instincts finally kicked in. Yeah. Like 12 years later, you know. <laughs> um, like, my, I always felt like my dad should never have been a parent. But then there has been instances after my mom died where I really got to see a side to him that I don't think a lot of people ever got to see. My, my dad was a drug dealer. And he made it out to be a lot less of a big deal than what it was Mm. when it kind of came to light to my mom of how deep in he was uh she left him and from there it just spawned a whole lot of drama and heartache and just unnecessary things in general like there was a lot of fighting over us moving even though it shouldn't have been a problem. My mom moved us to her hometown instead of living beside my dad in a different town. He had access and, you know, free. He could come and see us anytime he wanted, but yet he didn't. And then he got mad when we moved away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when he passed away or not, my mom, when my mom passed away, he, he did step up. We went to him every weekend if he went on business trips, <laughs> inverted commas, <laughs> um, we would stay at my aunt and uncle's house. Um, and then we finally moved in with my aunt and uncle. We had had a talk with my family and I had told them from the get-go, mommy wanted us to go to, want, want us to go to Colleen and Cairns. My granny stepped in and wanted to do her part. You know, it was her daughter and she wanted to, you know, make sure that she was doing right by her daughter by taking in her kids. And, I'll never fault my granny for that. We did have a great time, but it was a lot on her. She she was an elder elderly woman, and my aunt and uncle lived across the park. You know, it was you know like a two minute walk. Yeah. So, what I learned from from that whole situation now, looking back as a mum, was you know, my mum always felt that she was going to, to like to leave the earth early. My mum by no means took her own life. It, it happened all very suddenly and. Mm she had expressed this feeling throughout her life to friends and family and had said she had always felt like her life wasn't going to be very long. Uh. And I think from that, she, she needed to have a plan in place just in case, just in case. And because of that, I have a plan in place if anything is to ever happen to me Mm. and my daughter is left behind. Yeah. Cause it's, it's something that a lot of people find very morbid, but it's it's not morbid when it comes to the well-being of your child. If if anything happens, you don't know what happens around the corner. Like anything can happen. Yeah. And I've learned that throughout my life, having spoken to my mom one day and the next day she had she had died. And what was it like going to live with your aunt and uncle from your grandma's house? <laughs> it was amazing. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, f- I feel like um, it really was the best place for us. My my auntie and uncle's two youngest kids were still there. Uh, they had a son and a daughter. They, they, have, they have four kids, two boys, two girls. Um, the youngest son uh, was about 15 at the time, maybe 16. And the daughter that was there, uh, she had turned... 18 so there was a bit of a, a bit of a an age gap between us all but it was all kind of staggered it was a lot of fun but it was also you know it, it was as normal as it could be you know me and my my older cousin Brona the the girl cousin she was the oldest we would have fought a lot because I would have you know wanted to hang out with her and her boyfriend <laughs> um the, the younger cousin Blaine uh he was the the son me and him are, are just the best of friends. He's he's just awesome. He's a musician also. He would have like wrote songs with me for school, and he would have like recorded albums and had me listen to them first. And it was it was so amazing. It was just like having another chance at a normal childhood in a way. Yeah, it was yeah. by no means normal, but without having lived there, I don't think I would have had any sense of normalcy. You know. Yeah. 
and it's been like that ever since the four of us are so close like we talk I talk to my brother like every day I talk to Brona my 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 girl cousin like every day Blaine and I talk to each other like every other day and he's like he loves my husband as well they're two musicians and they just talk music all day long oh wow (laughs) and we're all over the world yeah Jimmy's my brother and Brona's my cousin Uh, she's like my big sister they're both still at home Whereas Blaine and I, my my male cousin, he's in uh, Scotland and oh, I'm wow. here in America. So we're all over the world. <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. What were mm-hmm. some of the um, challenges kind of growing up with your aunt and uncle and not your mom? It, it, I'm sure it wasn't, you know, it didn't feel the same, right? As no. having your mom and being able to confide in somebody like, mm-hmm. like that, you know? Yeah. I honestly, I don't remember much. Uh, a lot of that time in my life is a blur uh-huh. uh, because like two years before it was coming up on two years before my mom's second anniversary and we had been seeing our dad and my my dad ended up you know threatening to take me away yeah mm. uh, he had had some sort of like disagreement with my aunt and my dad tried to basically like turn me against my aunt and uncle. And the last time that I saw him, he was driving me back from his house and he, we were meant to be going to the graveyard to put flowers down for my mom on cemetery Sunday. It's where the the graves are blessed by the priests. Okay. And we had the flowers in the boot of the car and he had said, we, two totally different things he was like I'm taking you away um then he said I am gonna put you in a home and he oh. said like the night before he had said that my aunt and uncle only wanted my brother and I because he gave them money for us oh, which is child support basically yeah <laughs> I'm like, well you are a dad you have to like pay your way like well yeah because he he didn't outright say that he wanted to take my brother and I when my mum died. He, 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 I don't remember him ever offering to take us, his children, full time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was happy to just keep us at the weekend if and when he wanted us, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so when I, got, when I went to get out of the car, he, had, he said to me, like, outright, if you get out of this car, you're dead to me. Oh, my God. And I looked at him, like, totally like just dumbfounded and I was like so be it then yeah and I got out of the car I was I was 12 years old so a lot of I think that that traumatized me a lot more than I realized Mm -hmm. and because of that I don't really remember a lot of what it was like living there as a kid and I've only come to that realization this this past year from becoming a mom and from seeing how amazing my husband is with our daughter yeah I'm seeing what a dad should be and what I never got did your uncle fill that space he did he really did but my uncle worked a lot you know to provide for the family and you know when my dad left he had he had to work really hard to, to keep my brother and and I supported as well because not only was he supporting his wife and his two kids, he was supporting somebody else's two kids as well. Yeah, yeah. So he would have went out to work at six o'clock in the morning, maybe seven o'clock in the morning, and he wasn't back till like five five thirty. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. so he was he was gone a lot. But any time that I did get to spend with him, like at the weekends, it was a lot of fun. He was a real pushover when it came to me. Um, I was he, he was my favorite person growing up when I was a little girl and um I learned I know that from living with them I learned a lot more than what I would have had I not grown up there um, yeah. my brother started working at 15 I started working at 15 my cousins all worked at like 15 so I, I actually learned how to manage money very well and budget and I've I've ever since it's something that I thank them to this day for teaching me yeah they also taught me that it's okay to talk things out it's okay to not be okay they taught me that there is nothing so bad that you can't talk about it to somebody yeah did you get any professional help like did you have a 
um, like a counselor? I had a counselor in high school, I think early on in high school, maybe second year. I was like um, 13, maybe. Okay. It was for a few weeks and it was, it was fine. Uh, I went to counseling again when I was, I think, I want to say 20. I was in university at the time. I went for like a maybe eight week course and it was very helpful. And it uh, guided me through a lot of uh, the bad times that I, you know, went through, through my adolescence. And I'm actually looking into going to see some sort of a, a therapist now because having had my my daughter it's it's really like triggered a lot of like childhood trauma within me yeah yeah and I didn't even know that I was feeling that way until I had my daughter yeah can you talk a little bit about what that looks like so it also I had my child like during the height of the pandemic as well Mm -hmm. so there's a there was a lot going on a lot and the pandemic was a blessing and obviously a curse all at the same time the blessing being that I was able to spend a lot more time with my husband and mm-hmm. he got to enjoy my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't get to come to all of the the appointments, you know, to see our, our baby girl on the screen and stuff. He was able to be there at the birth, which is great. Yeah, He's yeah. been able to have a hybrid at work. Uh, so because of that, I have a lot of hands-on support from my husband which is amazing mm. especially when my family are across the Atlantic yeah the only support we have here is uh, my husband's parents and his grandparents Um, it's not a huge family um, but what I have found uh, has been like bringing up feelings that I didn't even know that I had I was very 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 at peace right before I gave birth I had my mom's picture beside me uh, when I gave birth. I was very clear. I had a lot of clarity and a lot of peace. When it got into like the the crux of everything, like I got into like all of the heavy stuff, like going through sleep regressions and spoon feeding and bottle feeding and trying to breastfeed and trying to pump and just, just trying to <laughs> navigate motherhood in general. Mm. I would talk to my my aunt and I would talk to my sister-in-law and I would talk to to my uh, cousin Brona and I would talk to like my mother-in-law and my husband's grandparents. The only person I wanted to talk to was my mum, you know? I wanted to ask her, what was I like as a baby? What was it like when you were pregnant with me and my brother? Did I sleep through the night? Did I hate the bottle? Did you try and breastfeed? There were so many questions I, I just wanted to ask her. There's something about having your own child that makes you just want to be like, well, what was I like? There's so many questions and it sounds so silly, but you do. When you become a mom, you pine for your own mom. Yeah. yeah. And it's been difficult. And then on top of that, because of everything that happened with my dad and him and him leaving... I had to find out that he had passed away when I was like, I think I was 19, almost 20. I found out he passed away on the front page of a newspaper. So I never got any closure over why he left. And it's only since becoming a mom myself, I'm thinking, he left me. And I put my husband in his shoes in my head and I'm like, what if he left her? Yeah. 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 I feel like I've played everything down growing up just to survive. Yes. I've romanticized a lot of things looking back just to make it seem not as bad. Yeah. Yeah. The part was in my head. I got through it and I did get through it. Um, It took a long time, a lot of work, a lot of talking. But what I find really helped me the most um, before becoming a mom was being content with my own presence and being on my own. Yeah. Because I find that having, you know, lost my parents and, the way I lost my dad, I found that I was clinging to any sort of attention, just looking for comfort. <laughs> it's so silly. This is so silly. You know, like one of those like brain bulb moments. Yeah. I was watching <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> On the first episode I was watching, it was about six years ago. It was right before I moved out here. I had already been on this journey of like, you, you can't... Um, appreciate someone what is it it's like um I'll have to find the quote it's basically saying you'll never know if you're with someone out of comfort or love until 
you know you love yourself or something like that i'll have to email you the actual quote that made the light bulb go on yeah. so i had been going by that for about a year and then i watched rupaul and he just put it right into perspective he's like if you can't love yourself how in the hell are you gonna love somebody else I was like, oh my god yeah. <laughs> he really spoke to me because i was like i had just kind of been wanting that family unit that i missed out on yeah. and i finally was like oh my god I need to like look from within and you know love who I am and find out who I am there was no way for me to find out who I was because I always had a boyfriend or whatever so I took like the last relationship that I was in before I met Joey I was with him for three years I lived with him and it was very um emotionally abusive mm. it, it had got physical at one time and it was a really silly thing that actually ended up me saying you know what this is dumb this is dumb and I look back and I wish I had it just done it sooner but you know you live and you learn yeah. yeah and I took three years back then to myself I promised myself when that relationship was over I'm taking three years to myself wow. and I'm not gonna have a boyfriend you know you meet people here and there like we're all adults here yeah but, <laughs> but nobody that that I, I couldn't commit to anybody in that way until those three years were up wow in my head anyway and you know the funniest thing? So the, I remember the date that I broke up with that last boyfriend because it was a cousin of mine's birthday. And three years later, I was in Queens. My friend had happened to um, uh, let me down on, we were going to go out, me, him and his girlfriend and a few of his roommates. Mm. I had downloaded Tinder and three years to the day that I had promised my, myself three years, I matched with my husband on Tinder oh, and I, I didn't even, I didn't even realize what the date was until like five months later. And cause we were like, Oh, let's delete the app because we're like, totally <laughs> <laughs> and like, that is something, um, everything that's happened. I ha I have to look at it as it happened for a reason. I yeah. have to, or I would go absolutely bugaloo. I feel like in ways, you know, a lot of the things happened with my mom and dad because it was sacrifice. There, it was almost like their lives were sacrificed in a way to make way for my brother and I to have a good life. Oh. Because I was, told, I was told by someone in my family, "Do you really feel like if they were still here, you would have the life you have now?" I honestly don't think I would. I don't think that I would ever have been able to, you know, leave my mom because yeah. my mom was so heartbroken after my dad. I don't think she had room in her heart to let anyone else in ever again. I wouldn't I wouldn't have wanted to see her end up alone. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying, you know, I'm glad she passed away. That, definitely not. No. It's just, I don't feel like she would have found a happiness beyond my dad. Her heart was just totally and utterly him. Because, like, right now, I have everything I've ever wanted. And none of it is monetary or material. All I've ever wanted it was my own family and to meet a man that loves me for everything that I am and under and can understand everything that I've went through. Because it's, it's not easy to find someone that genuinely wants to love you for everything yeah. that you are. You know, warts and all. Absolutely. Like my husband hasn't experienced any sort of trauma that's like mine. And he is the most understanding mm -hmm. and amazing man that I've ever met. And I'm so thankful that my daughter gets to grow up having a dad like him. Oh, so special. That's really nice. <laughs> it really is so special. Because I think it is, um, my husband learned this just from being with me. He said he, ha he brought it to light to me, uh, this little like saying that we say now you know you can you can be happy and still struggle because I do live a very happy life but that doesn't mean I don't still struggle with my grief and everything that's happened you know yeah and I feel like more people need to to hear that it needs to be normalized because when people hear that you're struggling and they think you're in the depths of depression and you're mm -hmm. just in this dark room and you can't get up out of bed yeah that's not the case a lot of the time yeah yeah, I wake up every day happy and, and joyful, like to be waking up to my husband and my beautiful wee girl. But there's always that sting of 
my my mom never got to be here for our wedding you know yeah. my dad wasn't like that with us my my mom's never going to meet her grandkids you know there's there's always a little sting in there Absolutely. you know there's always a little bit of salt in the wound and it's something that never goes away but with time you're able to live with it in harmony in a weird kind of way yeah absolutely yeah I have a lot of people ask me kind of how how do I keep going and how do I push through because I lost my husband and my kids are Mm -hmm. 12 and under and um but there's there's still times where I mean all throughout the day I can laugh I can joke I can have fun I can you know still feel all those good feelings Mm -hmm. and then still have the grief alongside of it it's it's just I mean because if you can't do that how how can you survive yeah right? swallow you I, I feel it's so important yeah. to let yourself feel those emotions yeah like my auntie and uncle uh they lost their oldest son um he took his own life when he was 22 oh. and they went through such it was a nightmare yeah. and not even two years later we were there in their house living with them oh wow. and because of us being there we all talked I feel like, obviously, you know, a lot, that's a a shortened version of everything, but we all learned from all of that trauma that you have to talk, you cannot keep it inside because it will literally rot you from the inside out. It will ruin you. It's important to acknowledge that feeling because grief is basically just, it's a reminder of your your love for that person yeah yeah absolutely. your love for that person never dies and that's why grieving is something that never goes away yeah, yeah do you think well. it's changed how you parent yeah yeah I'm I'm just very um I'm having to learn to relax I'm I'm very on edge a lot of the time mm-hmm. uh, I don't like to be away from my daughter for too long but I don't know if that's from the pandemic or from losing my mom yeah yeah it's hard to kind of pinpoint which is the one because like I spent every waking moment with my mom all the time when I tell you I was her shadow I was her shadow my mom used to go to this like women's group when I was in primary school and it was on a Wednesday so it was it was full of you know like women that had been beaten women that had been you know through emotional trauma and mental abuse and stuff like that so my mom went to one of those women's groups on a Wednesday I remember that I used to like pretend to be sick every other Wednesday or <laughs> it was like, on a Wednesday just so I could go and be with uh, my mom during these classes. Oh my and God. I just, I always wanted to just be with her all the time. And I remember sitting through the classes and just sitting and watching these women, you know, be so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, I've allowed, I've learned to always allow myself to be vulnerable yeah. It hasn't always worked out for me in the best, but you know, ultimately it has. Having seen a lot of things growing up, it has affected me in ways that I didn't expect being a mom. Yeah. It's it's really hard to explain, but with the whole I'm very very attached. Yeah. And it is it's hard to say like is is it covid is it Yeah. is it because the loss? There's so many factors. It's it's a weird time we're living in. It really is. <laughs> I try not to get too much in my head about you know being too perfect of a parent I want to enjoy this time with my daughter because she, she's so funny she's so funny <laughs> and she's getting so big now and like I'm very I'm like very emotional and sensitive and like I'm very thoughtful I want to just enjoy right now I don't want to mm. think about oh my god she's not a little baby anymore and she's not that version of the baby anymore she's a big girl now and I don't want to pine over things that have, have passed and I don't want to pine for things that will be. I just want to be right here, right now, loving every second with her. Because my mom was like that. I, yeah. I don't want to get too hung up on, you know, the doom and gloom of everything or what could go wrong. I, I just I just want her to have the best life and have as much fun as she can and see Aww. how beautiful the world can be. Because as, as much as I have experienced, you know, loss and trauma and, and grief the world has still been very good to me my life has turned over a new leaf in the past couple of years and there is good that can come out of everything you know you have to weather the storm you know to have you know to see the clouds pass that's That's really nice well and it sounds like your mom was so special and so wonderful and Mm -hmm. 
yeah, what a what a special relationship you had with her. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's so cute because I, I, I just, I named my daughter after my mom. And I remember last year when I was going, I was getting close to my due date. I had always said, this baby is going to be a Virgo. My mom was a Virgo. Oh, wow. And, funny. Uh, she's named after my mom and they're the same star sign. And I, I find like, I thought that that was the most beautiful thing because when I was pregnant, we didn't find out what we were having. And we had agreed that if we had a girl, she would be named after my mom. And if it was a boy, she, he would be named after my husband. So I didn't even know I was having a daughter the whole time. Wow. Until she was born. So it was like a beautiful, it was like a, almost like a full circle kind of a thing. Yeah. Because my mom was 29 when she had her first baby and I was 29 when I had my first baby. Wow. So it's like, it's, it's almost poetic in a way oh that's That's wonderful I love that well we're so thankful that you took time away from your little girl to chat with us and tell us your story of course thank you so much it's been a pleasure talking with these girls and I'm so glad you've reached out I really am oh that's amazing I'm so glad that you chatted with us and shared your story and I think that there's so much that we could learn from from all of it mm-hmm. and yeah and now I'm just excited that you go get to have ice cream I'm jealous I want yeah. some. <laughs> I really can't I'm yeah. so excited we might have to have ice cream now yeah. just because you are <laughs> awesome well go enjoy your ice cream and tell your husband we are so impressed with his birthday surprise for you yes yeah it sounds he's like it was a real one that one he's a real one awesome well have a great day we'll talk to you later Well, you take care. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Carly. I don't know. Oh, Megan's lovely. I love Megan. Yeah. Megan, thank you so much for being on our show. (laughs) Thank you so much for chatting with us and sharing your story. And yeah, I I wonder what it's like for people. Like we just, who are we? That we just message somebody and say, Hi, we have a podcast and we'd like to talk to you. I think it's that whole concept of like share your story. Share your story because your story can help other people and it just makes you feel good. Yeah. If you can kind of talk about your life experience and you know that maybe someone listening is having a similar situation and Mm -hmm. and it can help, that's that's what the goal is, right? And I think all of our guests have been able to help. Yeah. Our listeners, which yeah. I think is amazing. Yeah, that's great. Um, if great. you have just listened to this episode, thank you. You're great. <laughs> you <Thank> are. You. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, if you are listening to this and you're like, this surely can't be the end. Where can I hear more? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, you can head over to patreon.com slash I did not sign up for this. And for as little as $5 a month, you can get access to over 36 bonus episodes that you'll never find on our main feed. Never. Can I also just point out that I talked so long with my arms in the air? I know. I I stopped mid-stretch and then I just left them up. And so, man, we've interviewed, we talk about all sorts of things. We cover true crime. We talk about our own true crime. Mm -hmm. We talk about, we've had other people from other podcasts who have a story so juicy they don't want it anywhere on the main feed yeah yeah and this friday um we're telling our experience about how we know we've made it because somebody has threatened to sue us oh my gosh so exciting (laughs) honestly as soon as you get that the threatening letters the threatening emails yeah the mean comments on instagram oh yeah i got got such a mean comment we made it. What do they call me? Your old sack bag? I don't know. Like a sack of something. Sack of old bag? I don't know. I don't but know. I was honored. <laughs> I was honored. It was a treat. After so, yes, now. we uh, were threatened with. It's not our first time being threatened to be sued. Oh, somebody somebody else got threatened. And, right. And they third hand said second right. hand said we'll also sue the ladies right but this was like a full-on yeah yeah anyways just, we're gonna yeah. talk about it we're gonna talk Patreon. about it but i just want to do a real special shout out to josh mclovin oh um because he commented on one of my videos they i don't want to presume okay okay and said wow congrats you sacked out old bag 
<laughs> but old old bag is one word. Sacked out old bag. Wow, congrats. But it's there's no apostrophes or commas, so well, obviously not. Wow, congrats, you sacked out old bag. Oh, okay, okay. I love it. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> I like that. Thank I'm you, gonna... Mr. McLovin. We yeah. really appreciate that. <laughs> if you could also write us an iTunes review, that would be great. I'd really like to know what you have to say. Oh my God, but seriously, guys, leave us an iTunes review. Yeah, totally. We check them and we are tickled every time. <laughs> so if you want to tickle us. I literally hate when you say that. Say tickle? Yeah. It's so creepy. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you want to say? Pleased? Excited, no. exuberant, excited. We are so stoked honored. and honored. Yeah, when you leave us a review. Yes. So, and I have one more thing to say. Tell me, if you want to be on our show, slide oh, yeah. into our DMs. If you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, I have a story. Whether you think your story is small or crazy or whatever, yeah. send us a DM, and we would love to have you on. Yeah. And we've actually had a few people reach out to us and recommend other people. Yeah, totally. So you could do that too if you know somebody. Yeah, or if you're following someone on Instagram and you're like, I want to hear more. Yeah. And you suggest them to us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope everybody has a really great week. Me too. And we'll see a lot of you over on the Patreon this Friday. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, we'll be back next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.